Hi, this is the Now Showing Podcast, last podcast of 2020. Yep. And last podcast of the year. Last cast. Last podcast, yep. So we said we were last week that we were going to do this podcast. So it's on a Thursday here in New Zealand when normally our podcasts come out on the weekend. And we decided to do something special because this year has been up and down and mostly down. And mostly down. <laughs> but movie wise, it's actually been really it's, tough. It's yeah. been it's probably been the best year. It's been a really good year. Our, our film festival, pretty much, we watched, I think it was 24 movies in two weeks or something, or even more. Yeah. And it was the best, one of the best ones that we've been to. Yeah. And we've been going for the last, what, 10 years? 10 years, yeah. Easily mm. probably the best. And probably the hardest list we had to create. So we'd, we're doing our top five movies, a worthy mention, the worst movie that we've seen this year the top t- top five TV shows dash miniseries worst TV show as well and the best rewatch movie as well so let's start with yours of the top five movies you've seen this year okay so this was so difficult uh, just to pick five because the thing is these are movies that we've seen this has got nothing at all to do with the date of release it's long um, as as long as this year. Yeah. You watched so, it. so the criteria that we used for our our lists, um, are, had to be completed if it was a TV series, and had to have been watched this year from when we started logging everything. So, my top five picks this year. In no order. In no because, particular yeah. order. Yep. This is in no particular order. Um, Parasite. Yeah, that's totally understandable. Host. Yeah, I think Host was... I've actually got two horrors in my list. Yeah. Host, Spree, because both of those movies, to me, were so unprecedented. And pretty unique for their genre. And unique, yep. And also had a lot to do with the time. Yeah. So the pandemic being in full swing at the time these movies were made, you you kind of have to take that into consideration. And and it's crazy to think about Host was like peak lockdown. Spree is probably peak lockdown as well. Well, lock. I wouldn't say lockdown. I probably would say peak social media influencing. Yeah, frenzy. Fren- yeah, frenzy. Yeah, um, which is very much a thing of the times. Yeah. So I think the host and this and Spree are, are up there because they were very timely. Yeah. Yeah, and relatable. Yeah, it's like when you if you watch Scream and you're like. 1990. Yeah. You know it's you know in the 1990s because yeah. no one's got cell phones. If you watch mm. this 20 years from now, you'll go, this yeah. is 2020. Exactly. So, those are my um, top three. Leap of Faith, which was a documentary about The Exorcist that we saw at the film festival. It is. Yeah. And it's one of the best documentaries I've ever seen. Ever seen. Yeah, especially about film. I've never seen... Yeah. I've never concentrated so hard in my <laughs> yeah, life. Yeah, exactly. It's it's such yeah. honestly, if you're a fan of horror or even a fan of just the Exorcist film, you must see this movie. You know, I could honestly, I could just listen to him talking about him making coffee for like two hours, <laughs> yeah. and I'll be interested. It's just it was such a great documentary. Yeah. Um, so I couldn't not I couldn't not put that there. And finally, uh, another movie that may not necessarily be on anyone's radar because it was on our part of our film festival this year which was my extraordinary summer with Tess now this movie blew my mind I just could not believe how good it was um, it was oh, it was just the, the cast which 
primarily are kids, by yeah. the way. <laughs> it's, was it's, just it's a so... weird movie. It's like kids trying to be adults, mm. but... Well, kids dealing with adult, adult situations yeah. so well, though. The way that they de they doubt their the level of maturity of these kids was just amazing. So, um, that's my top five. With honorary mentions, I have two honorary mentions. Sorry We Missed You, which was also a uh, film festival movie that, that viewed during our film festival. And The Sound of Metal with... Reza Ahmed. Yeah. Yep. I, I could yeah. not put that on my list. It's, um... What do you think of my list? <sighs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, I, honestly, it's crazy to think that the majority of my movies are very similar to yours, and they're pretty practically, most of them are from the film festival. Mm -hmm. Because we, it was honestly like, we got a wheel and we just spun it, and mm -hmm. then we chose random movies... And we didn't know what they were. We be. didn't know where they were, and yeah. they actually turned out turned out pretty well. Yeah. And like most times, um, most of the film festivals film festivals we've been to, like you know when you see a movie, and I was constantly like looking at my watch, going, yeah. "When is this going to end?" Because yeah. it's too much pain. Yeah. Um, this wasn't. It was never like that. It, it wasn't. It honestly no. wasn't. Um, Which is why it's so hard. <laughs> to make this list. I mean, like, it's really hard. I mean, you've got a great mix in both of those horrors. It's just, mm. they really blew my mind as mm. well. They're absolutely okay, great so let's, movies. Okay, so let's see what you put. Um, Top five. Again, I've, this is kind of in order, but this is something I probably have to think about for the next <laughs> 40 years <laughs> of my life, or even longer. <laughs> um, but mine, hands down, probably was Leap, Leap of Faith. Yeah, I know you really The story like that. of Exodus. Yeah, and, and with good um, reason. <laughs> yeah. the, I, for the longest time, this has always been on my radar, and I knew that this was coming out to the film festival. And luckily, uh, this was VOD, and I think we watched this towards the end of the film festival. Yeah. And, um, yeah was clearly one of the standouts it's that clearly yeah. it's of easily the, the best the it's, it's probably the mm. best documentary i've ever seen um yeah it, it just blew my mind because it gave when you you know when you watch something you absolutely love but then you see the backstory of like certain events around this yeah we watched we did also watch that one about cursed movies and this was one of them but seeing it from his side as well the director's side was just absolutely fascinating and you can see why the Exorcist became such a massive movie. Such a phenomenon, yeah. Oh yeah, totally. Um, so we both got that on our yeah, list. Yeah, both list. Yeah. Um, and the next movie for me was Driveways, and um, yeah. Another film I loved list. it for so many reasons. Mm. Um, them kind of being outsiders, learning about their sister's trouble, picking up the pieces of what happened to their sister, um, the friendship between uh, her son and, and the elderly neighbour mm. and also almost like a coming of age story but um, yeah it's one of the few yeah. movies that honestly probably made me cry mm. and yeah, it, was sad. it was very sad but very yeah, kind sad. of melancholy and, and also, good also his last film was the last before. movie yeah mm. but yeah and, um, I can totally understand why that's on your list yeah um, Next one is uh, one of the horrors, hosts, and I, I totally blew my mind. Um, 
a movie that's supposed to scare you and this oh, movie scared me and me. <laughs> um, it was wonderfully made mm. and for a pandemic for a pandemic or... movie very stripped down very simple but it, there were some parts in it where I was like very fascinated I would love to see the making of this movie yeah, because yeah. there's a lot of crazy stuff that happens and I would like to know if it's very practical effects or CGI based and um, yeah, yeah that's that's probably the only horror in it next one is dinner in America yeah another film festival. and wow, yeah the majority of those are film festivals they are pretty much film yeah. festivals dinner in America is like a cross between fight club without the craziness um, I don't know what else you could put this in but it yeah. was just absolutely wacky mm. and it's and it just seemed it was seemed great like it, it did remind me a kind of a little bit like uh, Bill and Ted's excellent adventure it did, yeah like a modern yeah. Bill and Ted's adventure but more chaotic yeah meets fight club chaotic. yeah and um, yeah. Oh, yeah, I really want, it was to, dark I, I want to watch comedy. it again. I, yeah. I do really do want to watch it again. Um, and uh, the last one is um, The Truth. The Truth, yeah. And obviously it's been created from the guy that did one of my other favourite movies, Shoplifters, a Japanese man. I forgot his name. Yeah. I'm so sorry. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but The Truth was amazing. Mm. And it's multi-layered. Yep, Juliette Binoche. It's, it's yeah. just so much layer to this. Mm. It's, it's a movie inside of a movie that tells another story, that tells another story. Mm. And the more you look, the more deeper you go. And um, the characters are just so engaging. Yeah. It's the first time I've seen Ethan Hawke not in a major role. Yeah. He was nothing in this. Yeah. And he played, even, like, he, his, yeah, even he played like, like a dad and that was it. He was it. kind of like the bit part. He, he was, was doing a bit part. tiny, but he served a purpose. Mm. Um, because the focus was really all on on the mum and the mum and Julia Binoche and, and her yeah, mum yeah and it was just so awesome and it was yeah I loved it it's, it's so hard to, to to try and put like a list of these movies in order yeah because I it's just impossible I, for I, me. It, it would give I so much able... disgrace to the other ones yeah. I just couldn't yeah and that's the reason why I haven't been able to put mine in order because they they really are all equally as good as each other for different reasons yeah they absolutely yeah. Um, um, and you can't just give them a number so I, I actually think it, de it demeans the whole process of making the film yeah I, I actually you... think like having a top 10 is can be so detrimental yeah like Look, people, I mean, people like... really love them because listicles are the thing yeah but, but... Each, it's really hard to, to do without each, yeah. without taking into consideration so much. Like, because when you look at these films, you know you've seen these films before. There's something that that's come from your past because you're looking back at your experience. But you can't put a number next to your experience that you know the experience that you had. My, I think the hardest thing for me is like when you were doing your list. I was looking at it and looking at mine, going, "Oh no," because yeah, yeah. like. It's really hard to judge, yeah. Because every every person has a unique movie experience. The same yeah. with music. You can't just go, "I love Nirvana," you should love Nirvana, because yeah. that person may not love it. it it's yeah. not their not their oh, kind yeah, of experience. Oh yeah, very much so. I mean, movies are so. That's the reason why being a movie critic is so. I think actually such a difficult thing to do well. Yeah, but I think it's also sad because people rely on yeah. other movie other, critics to judge a movie, yeah. and. I know that these are pretty much all five out of five stars on most sites, but it's that experience that you associate with it. Yeah. 
Um, and at the end of the day, really, it's that person's experience that's that's you know giving giving this letter that sorry this number to the film that they've seen, and it's like. But what if you didn't really like it? And, and most of the time that is the case. Yeah. That's the reason why I don't take too much stock in other people's yeah, reviews. I think, it's, I think it's a kind of a great guide. Yeah. But, but that's, that's all it should it. be. That's, that's all, all it, it should is. be. Yeah. yeah. Because sometimes like some big reviewers can make and break. Yeah. Well, yeah, they, they, this is the thing they do. And everyone looks at Rotten Tomatoes as the go-to website now for like movie reviews yeah. and when you look at the way that they review their films it's not that the standard of the works the, the review is not very good it's just that it's completely subjective yeah and that's what it is that's what <laughs> that's what being a critic is it's completely subjective oh yeah it is uh and obviously my worthy mention like i have so many movies i could talk about but my as well as your one of your movies that we saw at the film festival my extraordinary summer with test and yeah if you yeah, have, if you haven't seen these movies that we're talking about, definitely look them up because honestly, you will not be disappointed. But again, it does depend on your taste, the kind of movies that you like. Some people don't like. I would either. honestly put every film festival movie in there. Yeah, I I, I wish I could put. I would, but this is my yeah. compressed one. So obviously, this, that's our top five each, um, and obviously with a worthy mention or honourable mention. Now. This is the worst movie we've seen in this year, and um, it's interesting. Yeah. Um, you, if you want to go first. Yeah, I'll go first. So my worst movie, I do have uh, the worst, um, with a worthy mention as well. So for me, the worst film that I saw this year was The New Mutants. Oh, hands down. Yeah. And one of the reasons why that was my choice because I've seen quite a few this year that that could have made the grade. Yeah. But the reason why that one made made the grade is because it was so hyped for so long. Um, people and and part of that is because of pandemic and that's nobody else nobody's I, fault. I would say not just that. I think it came down to you know what I would love as bad as it sounds I would love to see a documentary about this train wreck because mm, how it's, it's interesting to think this movie took like seven years to make yeah and yeah that's right and it's just it's and that's you know that's part and parcel of the problem well yeah <laughs> I like I know I'm going totally off topic but like it's the same with cyberpunk 2077 it mm. just took too long yeah and um this movie just it's just fascinating because when you watch it, you just see all this. You know what it's, it is? It's such a. It's such a hot mess. It's it's it an really, amazing hot mess. Yeah. Um, you know what it reminds me of? When I think of this film, it reminds me. You know Skittles, how they're all like multicolored. It reminds me of a huge bowl full of Skittles. You, you know what you're giving Skittles in. Like no Skittles. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, no, no. This I don't is mean, like. I don't mean Skittles are bad. I just mean it just reminds me of. A big bowl of you know it could literally be anything, anything. just something multicolored, and you just don't know which one to pick and you just put your hands in and throw them all in the air and that's kind it's, of what it's I a think weird when I yeah, see when I like, think about this film it's it was just like story-wise it was bad like the execution half, was the execution so poor. was poor like like when it ended I actually was like wow is, is that it yeah um I didn't connect with any of the characters. Okay, I know the superheroes, but yeah, come on. Um, <laughs> the and like parts in it where the characters would lose their accent, and then and then 
come back to it. That was definitely one and of the worst parts. Like I just yeah. But I, I think probably the greatest thing about this movie well, okay, the worst thing about this movie is that Marvel sanctioned this. And they probably Yeah. I'm guessing they just were like, you know what, just send it out. We yeah. know we're gonna lose money. But like when you think of movies or f like companies that like bring out quality, Marvel is not one of them, and this is easily probably the worst movie I've seen. Yeah. I was going to say something else, but like, yeah, yeah, I think I think this is easily. Yeah. And my honorary mention um, is the Craft Legacy, and I have a personal connection to choosing this film because the Craft, the original Craft movie, is actually one of my favorite. Like, I suppose you could call it cult. Yeah, like Cults, it's it's like kind of okay, films from the nineties. Like um, guilty pleasure almost. Yeah, yeah, like it, you yeah. know it's not going to be a grand movie, but I think for its time, it's 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 a wonderful classic. It, the it's, thing is, the storytelling was well, impeccable yeah, in this but the in the craft I'm talking about, not in the craft yeah, legacy. Yeah. Um, the characters were meaningful. The characters had substance. Yeah, and there was a there's backstory and yeah. like. Yeah, okay, there were some there were some things I could nitpick really hard, but like you saw you saw their homes, you saw why they've been bullied and why they formed together mm. and and it's just a it's, it I love sense. it. It's, it a, it's a guilty pleasure. Yeah, it, and it makes sense. Yeah. The reason why they were a group of girl teenage girls, they they weren't just picked up. Could you do this movie now? Just, no, yeah. I don't well, think you could. That's what they did. But and I think it's yeah, I think for its time it's great. This, uh, I mean, like when you think of um, the craft legacy, I, I don't. You know what? I feel mm. ashamed that the craft that that it has that in the title because this movie has the zero yeah, zero yeah. Do, well, to do it has with one the original. It has one thing. Apart from yeah, well, when I say zero, I mean five seconds. Yeah, that that doesn't count. I'm sorry. Five seconds of of Nancy being on screen. You know what? You can doesn't just save this film. You can tell that David Duchovny's like, I need to pay my bills. Yeah. <laughs> He's like, I need to pay my power bill yeah. right now. So that's the reason why I've chosen this because for me, this was like a a stab in the really in the kind of heart of the of the original film, and I don't think it should ever have been made. No. And that's well, really there's only one craft movie, so you're yeah, okay. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. um, for me, it's it's practically the same. Um, I do have to admit, um, yeah, the new Moonis is the worst, easily the worst movie. I I just, yeah, it, yeah. Uh, to me, it's, it's absolutely fascinating that um, it gives me hope to be a scriptwriter. That's all I can say. <laughs> I can I can I can think of the worst script, and it will still be better than that. Um, I know. This is what I was saying to you before. Some of the films that um, I logged this year were short films, and some of those short films yeah, were better than that. Yeah, were even better than that. I know. Yeah, some of them were. And that so was good. a multi-million-dollar budget. Exactly. Um, my other one, and I'm probably going to get a smack on the hand from a lot of people, is Wonder Woman 1984. No, I don't actually think you'd get a smack on the hand. I, I actually think Wonder Woman 1984 was one of the biggest letdowns of I think it easily probably one of the most overhyped movies. And I could see why they released it on VOD, because I mean it is making no, money, it, but well, like that only because it's fans. Only because there's such a huge fan base behind yeah. it, um, and the, yep, it has been confirmed that they will be making a sequel. Is it is it going to be a sequel? Yeah. I don't really oh. care. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Wonder Woman, the first it's Wonder the, Woman was yeah. great. This, yeah. on the other hand, I'm yeah, I, yeah, I can see why it's on your list. 
there was just so many things that just there was so story wise many. the best thing about it was but you know what I did like what they did with I mean it, it kind of it, it was kind of weird how she was just like like the whole love story aspect of it was I don't know it just seemed awkward to me it was just like yo we need to bring Chris mind there what should we do oh yeah. just make some wishes yeah, and it that, just to me that was just corny me. as hell. But Pedro Pascal Pedro and, and um, Kirsten Wig were off the chart yeah. good. So for me, that's why it's not on my my worst list because there were some good aspects. Yeah, of it. I mean, like yeah, but I, I mean, but I they why, can't I hold everything. Like yeah. they they can't hold up an entire movie. Yeah, the whole movie in general is just absolutely. There were parts in it where I was just like cheesy. I, I've heard a lot of people like say that it entire, was really cheesy. That that first mall scene, and I have to agree. Like yeah, the first mall scene was ridiculous. There's like a bullet to the head. Like yeah. honestly, I was, it was, honestly, it was horrible. I was, yeah, I was rolling my eyes. <laughs> I yeah. was rolling my eyes. And like I, I think Pedro Pascal said, what I loved about this movie it was very 80s. And it's like well, most 80s movies were good. This wasn't. So yeah, exactly. there you go. Yeah, but this this is not an 80s movie. I know, this but they said it's yeah. supposed to be is, set. Yeah, in exactly. The 80s. Like that would somehow. But there help. was some things in it where, like, yeah. computers can't do that. Yeah, like that will somehow help them. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The, yeah. Well, Pedro Pascal doesn't have to worry because he's got a bright star ahead of him. Yeah. And let's yeah out. let's let's talk about TV shows. Yes. And um, yeah. So we ha we've separated. We've decided to to separate TV shows because we have watched so many of them this year. We have watched so many yep. that I practically bleed TV shows. <laughs> we have watched that many, um, and it's not even TV yeah. shows, miniseries, yeah. everything. I like. It was. Yeah, it was. A great it was year like the Matrix, like just yeah. just straight into your brain. Yeah. Um, yeah. So yeah, so we've we've put together um, our top five TV shows. That's including miniseries. Because um, yeah, I think it, I think otherwise we'd be talking for like five thousand yeah, years. Yeah. Um, so. I'll start with mine. Let's start with yours. Yeah. Okay, well, everyone probably who knows me knew that this was going to be number one. So I actually did put these in order um, because I did feel that they were, there, were, there were some that were stronger than others. So Mandalorian Season 2 is at the top of my list. Because, yeah, I could see why. Yeah, because um, it is, I mean, the first season was awesome. This blew that out of the park. Pedro Pascal. Every good reason. Yeah, must Pe have such a sore back carrying okay. the Star Wars franchise. <laughs> Yeah, a lot of a that lot, is a lot crazy. Of fans are believing that now. John Favreau and John, um, yeah, John Favreau and Dave Filoni. So yeah. yeah, so the Mandalorian season two. I'm a I'm a really 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 big Star Wars fan, so it's not surprising that that's at the top of my list. Um, but it wouldn't be at the top of my list if it wasn't good. So yeah, that's the thing. But I mean, I, the reveals that came out of that, that yeah, that, that was hands down was. A reason enough to have this in the top. You know list. what? It was just them just dropping the mic and walking away. Exactly. Boba Fett, Ahsoka, <laughs> live action. Luke Skywalker, Luke Skywalker ripping, ripping up freaking dark troopers. I mean, who doesn't dream of watching that stuff? Everyone does if they're a Star Wars yeah, fan. Yeah, dark troopers. Yeah, that's just that's just. You know, he just, just beginning. walked through those dark troopers and just annihilated but it's, them. I could watch a movie just about that. I mean, the, honestly, Dave Filoni and uh, John Favreau, the, those two guys are the it. They're the it guys. And what's her name? Oh, and Kathleen Katie, Kennedy. No, oh, Kate, sorry. No, 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 not Kathleen her. Kennedy. Kathleen, uh, sorry, uh, Katie Sackhoff. And Katie. Oh yes, yes, yes because Katie Sackhoff. Oh yes, Bo-Katan. Yes, in yes, live and Bo-Katan live action as well. I mean, gosh, where would you? Where do you start with this TV show? This. Yeah. 
And they started strong. They started hard with the crate dragon. Yeah, exactly. Sand beetle. Yep, and um, Timothy Oliphant. Yeah. As, oh God, I always get his character's name. Cobb Vanth. Yeah. It's like, and also Bill Burr. Yeah. Coming back. I mean, seriously, if you were... There were some phenomenally great episodes. And I think, like, a lot of them... Sorry, I could see you, like, no, like no, no, you know, talk. Um, we're, we're just, like, wonderfully written and, like, breaks the mold of Star Wars but keeps it Star Wars. Yeah. Like, the yeah. episode with Bill Burr where he's talking yeah. to his old commander and just yeah, the sheer hate in his face. That was just, such a great... That was actually one of my favourite episodes. Yeah. Because, just, you know, in that episode... The, that was the one where he takes off uh, where the Mandalorian takes off his mask uh, takes off his helmet and, um, it, yeah. and it was such I don't know there was just something so great about that, that well he, he was that, trying to break his religious kind of aspects for the child but that's, the, that's child. the thing that was it was like the most emotional episode I've seen I think apart from the last one where he says goodbye to the kid, to yeah. the child. I mean, that was always going to get tears from me. Yeah. Um, and I knew that it was coming, which made it even worse. But seeing Luke Skywalker come to the rescue at the end of it made up for yeah. everything. And, yeah. All the pain I was feeling over the, the child. Okay, we, we, we should talk about this, because in the um, Star Wars gallery, they show yeah. everything apart from oh, that. Oh, yes, we have and to. Oh, yeah, is that on my list? Um, no, it's not. No. Yeah, so we will. Sl- yeah, so we should mention that. So, the Disney um, Star Wars, sorry, Disney the Mandalorian ga- Disney Gallery, Gallery the Mandalorian. They show the two. making of each episode, yeah. but when it comes to that part, they don't show Luke. Yeah. They don't even talk about yeah. it. They and, skip it. Yeah, and that's honestly one of the highlights of the season, and they didn't put it in there. And the, and the only reason why I can think that they avoided it was because they were trying to keep that very, very low key, as even Mark Hamill has confirmed on his Twitter. That keeping his involvement in the Mandalorian like a secret was very difficult. Yeah, but that was released afterwards. I'm sorry. No, but it was made. It was taken. It was. Um, know, that's, like, it's a behind the yeah, scenes thing. So still, it was taken still from. Crap, yeah. So the only thing I can think of is that, as you pointed out, it was made afterwards. So they probably had already done all the footage and stuff they were going to do with Luke Skywalker, and then yeah, and it was already made before that. Yeah. Or the reason why they were avoiding it is because they didn't want anyone learning about Luke, uh, Mark Hamill's involvement because as you can imagine the fandom would have just gone mental yeah. which it did yeah. Um, so yeah so that's my first uh, moving on from that my second TV show slash limited series um, is A Teacher holy crap yeah we've yeah. talked about A Teacher a few times um, in our podcast because we've done yeah, we've, we've done episodic updates oh um, my god A Teacher yeah. is the ending for this TV show is one of the best I've seen in, in a drama. Yeah. Um, That's saying something. Cause it's, it's a crazy TV show because this TV show spans more than a decade. Deca- yeah, yeah. It spans a couple of decades, doesn't it? No. no I thought, well, no, 10 to I was, 15 I would say 10 to 15. Yeah. Um, and, yeah, it's basically two people's journeys of in, practically an affair that mm. happened when he was... 17. In, when you're 17 and she was in her 20s. and it's told from both sides yeah um but what was fascinating about this was just like it's weird it's like the kind of her justifications yeah and like yeah. she's thinking she's in the right and yeah. like but that just goes oh to like God. i said to you that just goes to show the level of her pride and how how she was willing to like overlook everything he was going through. I have never seen a TV show. And then it ended. The like way it this. ended was the most amazing part. Yeah, it's like he really 
I mean, yeah. when you think of, when you think of revenge, like when you think of revenge, a revenge, you know, a way of getting someone back for them hurting you. So the last episode jumps ten years. Yeah. And when you think about that, yeah. that just seems crazy. But like, not really. When you think about the emotional oh, no, involvement, but that like, yeah. Oh so, my God. so, so these pe these two people have been separated by time. Obviously, ten years, maybe even longer. He is now in a, like in his late twenties early almost early 30s and she is a married woman now with, now with two kids with two kids happily, in 40s. happily married yeah um and Late then 30s. he goes back for his high school reunion yeah um and he, he, he you know checks up on all his friends but she texts him she texts him out of the blue no it was no remember he, she saw him first she saw him first yeah. in the in the in at the, the um supermarket supermarket but it's it's a, it's a fascinating TV show and it's really underrated. A lot of people are not going to like this because it's like because um, of the subject matter. the subject matter. But when you that's the most smallest part that, about this. It really is. This is, is about a, yeah consequence. Yeah, the act itself is actually such a this small thing. Like this is like I know I know yeah like it is sexual. Yeah. But when you like, it's nothing. It's this not is really this is not even that. Yeah. This is it's it's all about consequence, and like personal struggle, and I just feel sorry, so sorry for the kid. Like his life is practically ruined. Yeah, and she she managed to get her life back on track, and she, and the hardest thing that she had to deal with was not getting a job. He when she was talking to him about how yeah, her life she, has been, she was she she was flipping it on her. Like, on, on, on. She was saying, "I struggle." Yeah instead of thinking once at all about him and clearly you could see that he was he was oh he was so pissed. he was still even then 10 years later struggling with what yeah. had happened between he was, them I, I just felt so sorry for him yeah um and it just ended in such a way where it was like a book just closing sh shut like sh slamming, slamming shut, a book in your face like slamming yeah. shut like straight in your face and for a mini series like you know when you watch something and you think afterwards yeah you keep thinking you keep about thinking it about, about it, it you, yeah. you know it yeah you know one. in your heart that it's yeah this, that this, this has done something yeah. this to tv you. show i don't know why more people aren't talking about yeah um okay so that was my number two my number three choice the flight attendant and i know that a lot of people are actually talking about this um because this is uh casey kuiko is that her name casey kuiko yeah something yeah um she's amazing in this and i've only ever seen her in uh, 30, what is it, the, what, what is she in, what TV show did she, did she do? Uh, um, <laughs> she's yeah. really important. Kaylee Kuiko. Yeah. Yeah. She plays the flight attendant in this and the, honestly, and again, it does remind me a lot of what you just said because the act itself is only a very small part of it. Yeah, it's nothing. E even though you are reminded throughout the series that, you know, they're and trying, though, they're trying though, to find out Even though she's it. not involved, yeah. well, she's involved. Yeah. And it's, yeah, exactly, yeah. it's about consequence, even though she didn't cause it. Yeah. Well, it, she's thinking she did. Yeah. Or she's trying to figure it out. Yeah. And, yeah, it's 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 an and then, amazing story. And then story. the backstory they do about her is amazing too. Wow, because yeah. you, because when you when I first heard about this, I was just like, oh, how boring is this going to be? You know, just a flight attendant story. But it's so much more than that. Her being a flight attendant has its uses in, in, in terms of telling the story. But that's honestly the smallest part about her. 
she she actually ends up being like a detective throughout this whole entire thing, mm. which is the reason why it's getting a second season because she was just so believable in her role in this in this TV series. Um, and for those of you who haven't seen it, yes, you do find out who the killer is, but we're not going to spoil that no. if you haven't seen it. Um, but Honestly, the way her character is written, the way her character progresses through the story, her backstory itself. The backstory for his, her friends, her, yeah. the chaos that they get into with their own lives. Yeah, it's amazing. And it just formulates this plot where yeah. it's almost like you need a notebook to write down what the hell's happening. Exactly. But um, what I found fascinating about it was um, the person that she allegedly murders is still involved in the TV show right into the very end yep. in her mind and it's wonderful to see that yeah because if usually when you watch something someone dies that's, that's it. it yeah and they actually use him as a kind of I don't I know, know he's because like yeah, stepping stone no for, no well yeah 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 definitely a stepping stone but I was thinking more along the lines of a, a sounding board for her yeah, or because kind of like moral compass in yeah a way. because she can't really talk to anyone about this because it's clearly about someone dying being murdered I should say and she can't really talk to anyone so she goes inside herself yeah and that's the part that is really intriguing I think but yeah so that's my third choice um, choice number four boys season two yeah what can you say this was amazing you know what the worst four. thing about boys was as it soon ended. as it ended and I was like okay where's the next season yeah now I'm gonna wait yeah and um Exactly. Yeah, it was totally worth it. You know, a TV um, show is good when you're when you want it to be the, the next year yeah. already. And um, it's just so violent, but it's just so crazy to think that if someone had so much power like that, and how ruthless they can be. I'm not gonna lie. I was so happy that Stormfront died. I mean, not Stormfront died, but I mean, I was so happy that she got her to come out and oh, come she got it. She got. It. Yeah. Well, we didn't know she's dead. Yeah, that's the thing. That's why I said <laughs> we don't know if she's dead. And no, um, we're not spoiling it because you should have really watched this. Free for all. I'm sorry. Yeah, um, but I don't know. I'm still, I'm still gunning for Homelander. I, I, I don't know what it is about Homelander. I mean, obviously, apart from his obvious good looks. But I mean, when you look, when you look deeper, I, this, I just have this feeling you know what, there's he, something in him. Like he's, he's, it seems like he's a kid in an adult's body. Yeah, very much and so. Like he, yeah. He, he but he know, cares but about his card. Yeah, well. He, yeah. <laughs> what about when he came into his skull and against the wall? Yeah. Jeez. Okay, yeah. I mean, yeah. And this, and therein lies the reason why yeah. I like him so much because he is such an intriguing yeah. character. Well, even when you think of um, Butcher. Yeah, but even Butcher. But even yeah, yeah like you, kn you know, he's a bad dude. but yeah. he's he's trying to justify. But is he really? You, wow. Yeah. This is the thing. Everything has a justification. Especially in your own mind, it's yeah. like you know you, you're doing these things because you feel they're the right thing. But at the end of the day, you don't really care whether you're yeah, on the right you side know that, or not. You know that uh, Mother's Milk and Frenchie are like the good guys. Really? He he's well, a, he, yeah. He, Frenchie, Frenchie is an ex-drug addict yeah. and drug drug um, seller. Yeah. Like. Uh, what do you call those people <laughs> stand on corners and sell yeah, drugs? Drug dealer. Drug yeah. dealer. Yeah. So I don't. I don't know how. I think Mother's Milk is probably the. I don't know how how much of a good guy Frenchie is. Yeah. Even though he comes across as a good kind of a good guy, but that's what makes these characters so intriguing is that they really aren't just so yeah, and I think one every, dimensional. Yeah. yeah. And every person has their own opinion, and that's yeah. why, like, you, you know, you think, 
you think, oh, the Punisher is a really good guy. Really? Yeah, 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 no. <laughs> um, so yeah, so we don't really want to talk down to, um, move on to my next one. So that's Little Fives Everywhere was my final one. Uh, this, yeah. This TV show, gosh. I have to admit. Um, the acting talent alone in this TV show is worthy of I, watching. Yeah, I think the story is just... And the story, The story yeah. is so chaotic. Yeah. It's, it's a wonderful mini-series. Um, and it's been given the, the green light too for oh, the next really? season. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so that was on my final one. Um, my worthy mentions, I have two. Um, the Outsider and Normal yeah, People. Yeah, and I have to admit The Outsider is amazing. Um, so is Normal People. Normal, normal People had me bawling my eyes out. Uh, so Normal People we saw very, very early on. and yep. Yeah. Way before COVID, right? Was it before COVID? I think so. Yeah. I'll tell you one thing, this year's a boy, sorry. Yeah. It's really hard. Yeah. I had to look, to look it up in the years. Yeah. It's definitely this year. Normal People is really underrated. And same again, it's it's similar to a teacher, yeah. but not with the infidelity. But it's two, stu two students. students falling in love and their love spanning long time. Ten years And basically least. them falling out with each other and coming back and falling out but it's yeah it's such it's a great such story. a great story yeah okay so what about your list wow 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 well okay so mine's practically the same um yeah man well my favorite was the teacher hands yeah. down it was absolutely amazing mandalore in season two um and one of my uh, i love this haunting a blind manor mm. and um everyone's like oh jeremy it's not like the first one Absolutely. Yeah, it's not. This is what I love. It's about not supposed it. to be like the first one. This That's the whole is point. Like, a, <laughs> like different this characters. Is, it's totally different. It's not really even a horror story. Well, it is mm. a it's a horror mm. gothic romance. Yeah. And that's what I loved about it. And it, there were just parts in it where I just felt so sad. Wow. Um, her like story the was caretakers. Yeah, and her just, story was, was so, so sad. sad. Like how she was kind of stuck in that kind of time loop. In that loop, yeah. And um, imagine, but imagine that happening to you. I couldn't. You're that's what that. I loved about it. Yeah. It's just so. And then the backstory of the two sisters in the 1700s, amazing. That blew my mind. And then mm. just like the whole thing. Yeah, I know that like it's everyone's gonna spit at it because of the first season, and think, oh, it's not so scary. It's not about that. Mm. It's. I think this is more scarier in some ways. Yeah, the thing is, I, I mean, I don't know. Unless you are, tr unless you are someone who watches a lot of horror, um, it's there are so many subgenres of yeah, horror. Yeah, this is like the most unconventional. Yeah, it's, it's because wonderful. it's the thing is, is that people people think blood and guts and gore and slashes are, are really yeah. all what make horror make up horrors alone, but it's not. Some of the scariest horrors I've ever seen, you don't see any blood. Yeah. You don't see anyone slashing people's veins open. They're, it's all psychological, and this this really is kind of like that because it's it's about a haunting, yeah. but but not really at no, the same time. No, it's not. It's a love story and as it's well. This weird love story, and yeah. like how they're bound to like the area, mm. and I just felt so sorry for her at the end. And like honestly, I was gonna cry, and like yeah, yeah. I loved it. I, I can't wait to see what they do next. Totally understand why it's on your list. Yeah. Okay, the next one after that is uh, Ricky Gervais Afterlife Season 2. Yep, that's a great one. And um, 
it's not on my list. Yeah. Um, but it should have been. It's a very weird thing because Ricky Gervais is always known to do comedy. Mm. And this is a comedy, kind of. I know, but, yeah, but it's a dark, so it's dark, dark and so sad. Yeah. And like, it's... What he's, a, he's, yeah, amazing. He's, he's amazing. He's amazing. I just love how ruthless he is. Like, he doesn't give a crap about anyone. If he hates you, he will say it straight to your face. Yeah. And it's because he's so heartbroken about losing his wife. Mm. I cannot wait to see it's what the, they do next. Yeah. And that crazy hoarder dude in this. Yeah. Oh my god, <laughs> I love him, eh? It's just cool. Oh, mm. wow. Um, yeah. Ricky Gervais is, is just amazing. amazing. And he's like the writer, director. He's everything. He's everything. For the show. Producer. Harasser. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, and it's just, again, like personal growth. Mm. And it's just him trying to get on his life. I don't know if there will be another season. I Hopefully there will be. Yeah, no, there, there is supposed to be. Thank God. Yeah. Um, so that's one, two, three, and then you've, four. Yeah. Obviously, The Outsider. I love The Outsider for what it represented for Stephen King. Yeah. I thought, like, wonderfully crafted. Um, and there was just so awesome, amazing characters. Obviously, the main actor, Ben Mendelsohn, played like this kind of dude that was non-spiritual, mm. hated anything to do with it, and then he—it's basically him and the and the private investigator that gets hired, and it's her kind of molding her him to to actually kind of believe that there is something there's beyond something, the spell. There's something that can't be explained by science. Yeah. Yeah. And he slowly kind of grasped that. Yeah, but not it's, until the very end. Not until the very end, yeah, but he, it's he was wonderful. A hard, he was a hard guy to change with reason, but with, with good reason. But I mean, yeah, that I was... Th- I think this year was really hard for TV shows mm-hmm. because there were so many that came so early. And then, you know, in the early times, well, it just sounds like the medieval times, but in the, in the early beginnings of this pandemic, mm-hmm. a lot of TV, TV shows I totally forgot. Yeah. Exactly, because because like you said, it's just like a blur. Like even when I try to remember back to June, I'm just like, what? What? Yeah. I was like thinking last <laughs> month. <laughs> Pretty, yeah. And then you and your honestly, on, yeah, on, the boys season. No, yeah, that that was your honor mention. Yeah. mention. Uh, okay, worst TV show. We've both got the same thing. Yeah. Messiah. Yeah, Messiah. Why was it? It was just bad. Uh, well, it was just bad uh, storytelling. It had. It had like a good premise it was just yeah yeah boring but the, but the story was like like you'd expect it to be better i expected it to be better yeah i just didn't feel anything and and it's, and it's it's not getting renewed as far as i'm aware that's it yeah um and uh and you wanted to do best rewatch, best re-watch. okay you do yours because i haven't actually yeah um there was this year has been a lot of things so a lot of a lot of things have been rewatches, and for me was the Ringu, the original Japanese horror, and man, it was so good watching it again. You could see why this became such a staple for horror. Japanese horror. Well, just horror in general. Mm. It's a timely horror because, let's face it, kids now won't know what a VHS tape is. <laughs> And it was definitely mm, yeah. for its time. And it's wonderfully crafted. It has a lot of backstory. Um, all it's the paid, characters like, are very... character is, is her, Sadako, right? Sadako's story is her, so tragic. Her, her mother's story, story is, is worse. Well. Um, 
Yeah. And I, you know what? I totally forgot about like her friend having the psychic link yeah. that you can attach to her. Mm. And that, I just felt that was so awesome. When I watched that again, I was like, holy crap, I totally forgot about that. Mm. I, I forgot all about her mother's story too. Yeah. Which is actually the most, one of the most painful parts. Of the, and the island that they go to was just so yeah. crazy. Man, like, yeah. Like, it's such a great movie. We have seen, we've seen a lot of rewatches re 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 this year. And it's been worthy rewatches. Yeah, but my favourite would have to be The Karate Kid. Yeah, you can see why, though. The 1980s Karate Kid I'm talking about here. Yeah. The OG, original Karate Kid, which Cobra Kai, the TV show, is based on. Oh my gosh, Cobra Kai. Tomorrow. We'll talk about that when we yeah, finish it yeah. the next day. <laughs> um, yeah, so I actually, yeah, I, I have to agree. Karate Kid is a movie for its time. Again, another one, a good one. Yeah, yeah. but like a lot of those movies, you can, you, they have movies. Eighties was a real. The eighties was a great. Oh, yeah, I mean, a, yeah, a great time for film. Um, wonderfully crafted, wonderfully written, great characters, great backstories. Oh, yeah. And Cobra Kai just builds on that with a backstory and... Well, it flips things on its head. Flips yeah. the, the thing that Cobra Kai did really well at the very beginning, I'm talking about the first season here, um, it flipped everything on its head. It made Johnny the... Four, Johnny, the, was the Johnny was the loser. No, no, Johnny was the loser who had done nothing with his life, had spent, spent most of his time in and out of um, jail for goodness knows what. Um, and so he had fallen, he was basically the fallen angel, you know, I mean, in, in Karate Kid, he's the guy, like, he's the man, he's the one that's bullying Daniel, he's the one that's got the best friends, the best girlfriend, a lot of money, the best car, you know, yeah, he's, but the, you know he's what, doing yeah, everything. Yeah, but you always heard that theory that, um, yeah, that, that Daniel's the bully. Yeah, that Daniel's the bully, yeah, I have heard that theory, yeah. And, <laughs> it's actually quite a big one. And it's quite interesting because it kind of gives credence to Cobra Kai. Yeah. But Karate Kid is just wonderfully written. Like, Daniel doesn't have a dad. Uh, well, Mr. Miyagi kind of becomes the dad. Yeah. The father to, figure. The father figure to him. Mm. Just just and like Chris becomes a father figure for Johnny. Yeah. Which you which they elaborate on a lot more in Cobra Kai. Which is the reason why if you if you were a fan of the Karate Kid and you still haven't seen Cobra Kai, the TV show, you really, really should. Yeah. yeah. And, you know, like... We, when we watched all the, we, we even watched even like the next Karate Kid and all those, yeah. it's practically only one. The yeah. second one is trash. Yeah. The third one's trash. But I think, I think honestly, the Karate Kid is a timeless classic. Yeah. It's one of those movies where I'll be like, well, clearly it's. I need to, like, it's a yearly check off. Like, yeah. That's one of the movies I have to watch every year. Yeah, like The Lost Boys or Alien. Yeah. Oh, it's one of those films yeah. that you can never get tired of because yeah. it's just it's just so compelling it's you know and it's more than just the good good guy versus the bad guy it's you know the both of these kids have lost so much in their lives but you don't really get the feeling for that until much later on in the film and then all of a sudden you realize how the bond between the the, the child and its and the teacher is such a strong like like what do you call a um such a strong bond bond well yeah bond but a bond that that's for the ages you know it's yeah. a bond that goes beyond the person's lifespan because in cobra kai you can see the extent of of the bond between ralph Macchio's character daniel and mr miyagi because it went beyond 
the grave for him. Yeah. Um, and even in his adult life, he was struggling because he didn't have Mr. Miyagi there to guide him like he used to when he was a kid. Um, so yeah, so that's what I love about it. It's such a rich story. The characters are just so compelling and just so warm, you know. And then you've got Johnny on the other end, who's who's dropped from being the best thing out since sliced bread to some dude that's barely making making ends meet. You know, he's living in a crappy apartment. You know, he doesn't have well. He go he's going between jobs, um, and he's also an yeah. alcoholic. Which uh, so, so yeah. yeah, to see those those things change is just so great. I mean, Karate Kid is just a, is a, is a great movie, yeah. and Cobra Kai kind of. Yeah, just kind of just, just fits it so well. Of, yeah. Yeah. So. Wow. So I that's don't know it, what to right? Say. Yeah. So that's it for our entire year. Um, kind of feels weird that we're ending the year already, but it feels kind of like time has gone so fast, but also at the same time. So slow. So slow in some parts. Yeah. This this has been a very topsy-turvy year and I hope everyone is okay yeah um, I guess you know looking back on the year when you look looking back at, at your year on in film you kind of have you know especially this year it'll be it's, it's interesting to see what people have got you know as on their lists of things that they've watched this year because I can guarantee There's quite a lot, a lot of people time. yeah I can get well a and, lot of and, spare time. and also people trying to get the mind off there exactly and, and you know and doing anything they can to escape the reality that's out there for some people yeah. um, so that that's one of the reasons why we wanted to do our best of because you know we know that we have people who have listened or listening to our podcast and might want to know what those things are for us so um, so yeah so we that's yeah. That's our year 2020. Yeah, yeah. And best of. Uh, more stuff to watch. Yeah, we're gonna have another. So yeah, so this we did this as a special podcast because it was the best of in the end of 2020 um, for us, and we will be resuming our podcast on Saturday. Sunday. Sorry, Sunday. Sunday. Yeah, with what we've watched. In and, and then we're in gonna between. try try and mix it up and do one Wednesday. Correct. Yep. Yeah. So we'll be expanding our podcast to twice a week. Yeah. Sundays and Wednesdays from mm -hmm. from next week on. Yeah. Yeah, sounds good. So we hope uh, you've had a really awesome year in film, as we have, um, despite all the things going on in the world. Yeah. Um, and we look forward to meeting you and listening to us again in 2021. And it's even going to be better. Yeah, even yeah. better than 2020. Great. So Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you, and Happy New Year. Happy New Year.